Hello, my name is David. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Eric. And welcome to EJ's and DJ's Block. Happy to have everybody here. Hope everybody's doing uh, really well. Uh, we're excited to have our second episode of this podcast. Uh, uh, we created this podcast simply to just uh, share uh, some interesting things that we've come across in our life. Basically, this thing we called life. We're going to talk a little bit about different subjects, including sports, entertainment, and many other things along the way. And our goal is to hope to keep you interested and entertained during this time. We're all home more often than we've probably been in the past. So we hope that you will enjoy this podcast. And uh, if you have questions or comments, so we uh, look forward to hearing those too. So we're going to jump right into the second episode of our podcast. Uh, we talked about our five favorite TV shows of the 80s. So we're both 70s and 80s guys growing up watching shows from that era. This week, as we were thinking about what we would talk about, when I was looking at this, I thought, you know what? We both have a love of music, so why don't we come up with our top five albums of all time? Now, that's kind of a loaded question, kind of like the TV shows. There's such a, a diverse uh, choice of music out there and different tastes, but we thought we would tackle this one. So are you ready to do that, my friend? Yeah, I mean, my dis my full disclosure is I pick five um, albums, but just like with the TV shows, <laughs> they can change. So I kind of, it was hard for me. It was really, really hard. So I just, I picked five albums uh, and I do have one um, that could have made the list. So um, it'll, I'll, I'll probably, I'm, I'll mention that one at the end, um, but I, I did my best. So don't judge me too hard. <laughs> no, I I won't. And, you know, it's, it's actually, I'm glad, you know, we've been uh, friends for quite a few years now and we both love music, of course, and I've got to learn some of your taste, but not, not that deep. So I'm looking forward to hearing what it is that you're actually interested. And the, the one thing about music, much like movies and whatnot, is it is a very subjective thing. Uh, when we get to topics talking about sports specifically, that's a more there is subjectiveness to it, but it's also more objective and you can look at things like stats and things of players and, and wins and losses and all those things. And music is much different and it's more personal to uh, our, each our taste that we have. So I have some thoughts on that and we'll get right into it. And one of the things about this, I think sometimes in general, when it comes to art, um, we can kind of be biased on our opinion. So I take this with a grain of salt and there's so much out there to enjoy. So let's jump, right into it music so me as i mentioned last week you know that i have a, a love a strong passion for music uh, i love to sing and perform so there's many different tastes that have influenced me so my when i was looking at different albums it was really difficult because there's so many groups i like and individual artists and so i thought about ones that just kind of stood out and maybe aren't the rolling stones top 100 albums some of them are in the vicinity of that but i wanted to share what what i like personally and albums that i've just never forgotten so i'm going to start off with my fifth album uh, number five spot five here okay. is actually a group in the 80s that was really popular they've been around for uh, for about 40 years now and to me they're one of the most mistaken bands out there they when people first hear that name people that are old enough to know them they think of them as an electronic band and there's so much more in that and it's actually the group depeche mode so 80s band Depeche they had a, yeah they they had an album called violator that they had in the 80s that was an incredible album 
And I, I finally, a couple of years ago, had a chance to see them in concert. And I've been to over 40 concerts in my life. And it was one of the best concerts that I've seen live. Uh, musically, they are an incredible band. And they, they've been putting music out for several decades and reinventing themselves. A very, very creative band. Um, and so as far as a couple of songs you might remember from the 80s, they had the song Policy of Truth and Enjoy the Silence that heard on the radio a lot. Wait, so, how, no, wait, wait. How, how'd that go? So uh, let me see. It's been a while. Uh, let me see. Um, all I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my heart. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. Words are very unnecessary. And I'm totally off key. And so I told you I'm a singer. So whoever listens <laughs> well, to this, I, I know you, go, I know you really sing, man. You keep your day job. But you, you've heard me, you've heard me sing. So on the spot on a podcast, I pick a perfect time to be off key. But yeah, hopefully you remember the song at the okay. very least. <laughs> so it was a great album. It's held up over time. And so that's my fifth spot. Kind of not uh, probably one that you were expecting, but I still listen to that album today. And they've every four years, they come out with a new album and they, they tour and they had one of the biggest concerts actually ever in the U S they were in a concert, I believe somewhere in California where they had over a hundred thousand people there. So they, they definitely fill the seats back then and they still do today. So that's yeah. Okay. I think I remember spot. that. I think so, I remember the front of their CD or something. D E P. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I yes. remember the letter, the lettering mm-hmm. or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I, um, I think I remember exactly. that song. I don't. Yeah, I'm not uh too familiar with too many of their songs, but I I know exactly who you're talking about though. But I couldn't tell you how many people are in the band or anything like that. But um, okay. So my number five, uh, Bobby Brown's album, "Don't Be Cruel." So that's what I got for number five. Most of that album. Uh, is um by produced by LaFace Records. So LaFace was L.A. Reed, a guy named L.A. Reed, and then Babyface. Babyface was another real popular singer. Um, and so Bobby Brown, uh, most people are you know they know New Edition. So New Edition came out like in the uh, early '80s, and Bobby Brown was a singer with New Edition, and they had songs like "Cool It Now" and things of that nature. Um, "Cool It Now," and they had um Mr. Telephone Man. So eventually, though, he went solo. And um, this was uh, his. Uh, I think this. I think this was his second solo album, if I'm not mistaken. But I love some Bobby Brown, man. Bobby Brown was, was man. He was the man. So in this album, they had "Don't Be Cruel," "My Prerogative," "Rony," "Rock With You," "Every Little Step," "Every Little Step." Man, that's one of my favorite songs. But um, on this album, I think it might be my favorite. Either that one or Rony. Rony was cool with talk about a Rony. This came out like in 80, I want to say 87 or 88. Um, but Bobby Brown, man, he was he was popping, man. He was like, he was really, when this album came out, he was at the height. He was like Michael Jackson heights almost, you know. He had his own dance called The Running Man. Um, and baby, I mean, um, and, uh, Bobby Brown, he was he was the man. So I, I loved, I really loved this album a lot. It had a lot of really good songs on it. I still listen to it to this day, obviously, because um, I love listening to old music. But um, that's my number five. Don't be cruel by Bobby Brown. I was gonna message you and tell you I never heard of him, but I, you know I'd be lying. Yeah, no, no, I remember that album uh, way too well. And uh, my prerogative, that's the one I had the single before the album came out. I actually had the single, and I man, I yeah, because I always knew my, me and my, my dad's it. name is uh, yeah. Theodore, or we call him Ted or whatever. So when that song would come on, um, one of the parts of the song, Bobby Brown's like, um, he said, um, 
I'm out of here. You, he said, you, you with me, Ted? And my dad would always say, yeah. I know. <laughs> but he was talking about Teddy <laughs> Riley. I never knew that until, because they had a yeah. movie that came out. I don't know if you ever saw the, the um, New Edition movie. Oh, it was actually, it was a Bobby Brown movie. It came out, and I never knew. I was like, I, said, I know Teddy, because Teddy no, Riley's from did. Virginia. He's from where I'm from. So that's who it was. Teddy Riley actually produced that song. So he said, Ted, he's talking about Teddy Riley. I was like, oh, I never knew that. I was like, okay. No, absolutely. Yep. No, I remember Ted, Teddy was uh, part of in Black Street, yep. was a yep. uh, And Rex and Effects, too. Uh, rap. Yeah, yeah, Black Street. So, yeah, he was involved. He collaborated with Yes, several. sir. So, no, that's a great album. Okay, so that is your uh, fifth spot there. <clears throat> no difference. So, once again, going down this list, I picked uh, the not typical ones that, that I would. There was a couple that got left out, but I just... Uh, the fourth spot, I thought, you know, what's an album that's kind of stayed with me through the decades? And and that's the biggest thing, not necessarily uh, my favorite artist, but in some cases it was. But for me, number four was George Michael, man. Uh, there's been a lot of artists that have been out there. And obviously he started with Wham. But as far as a, a voice and a talent, that Michael. guy was unique. And I think the album. Yeah, George Michael was incredible. And the album that made my number four spot was Faith. Now, the cool thing about the album Faith is it was a huge album in the 80s. I mean, just so many uh, copies were sold. And the unique thing about the 80s, too, and I don't we didn't talk about this last week because we weren't talking about music, is in the in the 80s, it was one decade where you, there's different tastes of music. You got your country people, rock people, R&B. It was a, a decade where music kind of morphed into where it was cool to have an album. I had a cousin that I was close to, and he was hard rock that's all he was into and is everything from van Halen and linda metallica the groups that came on beyond that but at the same time people that would have a heart being that genre of music could still have a george michael faith album and it's just there was kind of that crossover and it was cool and with the faith album, the thing i liked about it so much obviously people know the song faith but it was such a diverse album there i remember oh, i love what dude, songs i love one more try that's my favorite on song off that album one more try that song to this day yeah it just holds up over time there's certain songs that just kind of have that and that's one of those and then he had another one that was more kind of a almost like a jazz crooner style he did kissing a fool and just the emotion that he sang with and how good he sounded live he was just such a unique artist and so faith made my number four spot and then you know he continued to make good stuff after that. a lot of people don't know that but faith was one that i think is just timeless it's as good today as it was back then and it was, made was my father list figure on that one? number four and was Monkey on that too? Yes, Father Figure. Oh, no, yep. I, dude, dude, yep, <laughs> dude, I love George Michael. The... Monkey was my dumb. watch out, baby, who's that? <laughs> yeah, when I, I, I never knew because yeah. I, I used to listen to that when I was a kid. And yeah, I, I thought it was. I know you were a kid. I, I mean, I knew yeah. it wasn't a real monkey. I'm like, well, what? It can't be a real monkey. What? What is it? I think it was like drug. Was like a drug yeah. habit or something, right? No, it was I think cool. It was that song, man. I know. And he made and he brought back the you know the I remember the video. What did he have? He had the leather jacket on, the really like way too tight Levi's, and he had the white shirt and the, and the aviator sunglasses. Yeah, he made like the the scruff cool. Just the I haven't shaved for a couple wham. days. Was he was with Wham. Uh, no, it was he a, went solo. I think right that that group Wham. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely for several years and another another group. That yep, I love that song. Uh, is, song yeah. he did everything that she wants. Awesome. Another one <laughs> going back. Number okay, four, so I'm your, a, I mean, I'm mostly an R and B dude. You know, I like pop. I kind of, I kind of like everything. My wife likes country. I don't really do country too much. Um, I mean, although I do like a few songs, but I'm still in the R and B front for number four. And I'm going with this dude that's been around since like the '90s, and he's still around today. 
Some people, he's from the A Town though. They, some people call him Usher, but he's Usher. And his uh, album is eighty seven oh one. Eighty seven oh one was a that's a great album, man. Oh, I know that. Yeah, uh, you remind me's on there. Uh, one of my favorite songs from Usher might be my favorite. You got it bad. You got it. You got it bad. I love that song. It used to be my ringtone when I had a flip yep. phone back in the day. <laughs> and then uh, what else is on there? Um, you don't have to call. That's on there. Um, but it's it's a really good album. Usher, man, he's just mm-hmm. he's man. He 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 came out like ninety four. I remember when he first came out. His first song, I think, was um they called the uh they call me a Mac or something like that. But anyway, Usher, man, he's just. Anybody that's been around mm-hmm. for 20, what that's almost he's been around almost 30 years, probably. If you've been around that long, that just tells you how good you are. He's a great performer. Um, he can sing really, really good. This might be his best album. Right now, he's got a song out I really like with uh this this a girl named Ellie Ellie May, uh, Ella May. Um, and it's pretty good too. Um I forgot the name of it, but anyway, yeah, that that was my I couldn't uh, that's that's my number four album. Um <laughs> Can't go wrong with Usher. I know Usher's a great artist, uh, and he's continued to reinvent himself. But I, I will say with him, I like his, his earlier stuff. Not that he hasn't written good stuff, but his early stuff was more it just had that R&B feel. And now as it's changed over the years, you know what, though? I think, gotten away yeah, from it, I'm not to cut you off, but that was an incredible album. It's kind of like with these artists, I don't know if they have to adapt. Because sometimes that would seem like a, now a lot of stuff just mm-hmm. sounds the same, man. So, I mean, I mean, you know, some people had air. Like, I can still tell with mm-hmm. Usher. Yeah, but I don't know if they if, if an artist has to adapt just to stick up with the just to keep up with the times or whatever. I think that yeah, that makes no that I think there's a lot of truth into that that they to stay to stay relevant they have to reinvent their sounds and artists have always done that, but just you know the the true R and B classic R and B that we grew up with even in you know 60s, 70s, 80s it's 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 changed over the years. It doesn't mean I don't like it at all, but it was just his early stuff those yeah. first three albums. Yeah, but that's my awesome. number four, Ursha. AT, maybe some ATL Atlanta. No, he's awesome. I so when I came with my choices, you know what? I, I love R&B also, and I don't know why I didn't put mm-hmm. more on there. I was just trying to think what albums kind of stood out over time. the The next mm-hmm. spot up, we're up to spot three, is an album that I think is so. Two of the albums that are on my list, or maybe I consider two of the the most underrated of all time. This next one, my spot three, in my personal humble opinion, I think is the most underrated album uh, of all time. This next person, I don't think you will ever find a better vocalist. Uh, this person, actually, when they got their their start, they got discovered. They were, believe it or not, they were a boxer, and they ended up becoming a singer with a voice that was just you you cannot mistake it. And oh yeah, I remember him. Trent Darby, man, uh, I was a <clears throat> he was a boxer. That was that a dude? huge Terrence Trent Darby, he's a pretty fan. boy. He looked like he uh, reminded me of, every time I see him. He yeah, reminded me of was, Lenny Kravitz a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, he did, and he had an incredible voice. And you know, he didn't necessarily have sustained power. He still is performing, but he had an album by the name. Uh, it was called "Introducing the Hard Life." According, according what, to what Terrence Trent Darby, and I will tell you, man, if you haven't listened, if you haven't listened to that album all the way through it is phenomenal he's got a soulful voice he had the song there like wishing well you probably know the saying wishing well kissing like a band feeling like a band remember that one underneath the second one that tree so that was one that he did and then uh what was another one that was on there okay another one called sign your name 
It was a really pop. Okay, sign your name. And then he did a remake of uh, what did he? Uh, he? He did a remake of Michael Jackson's "Who's Loving You" that Michael did when he was a little kid, and just crushed that. But every song is just incredible. And like I said, if anybody that's listening to this hasn't had a chance to do it, you can literally put the whole thing on. And then there's a song on there. If you remember one thing from this conversation? Mm-hmm. Listen to I believe it's track ten on there. He sings this a cappella song called "As Yet Untitled." And even after we're done with maybe this episode tonight, check it out. It is acapella, no music, and the energy and the connection he sings with that song. If it doesn't move you, I, it just, I, I don't know what will. It's just an incredible song. It's called As Yet Untitled on this album. It's about five and a half minutes long, but it's just cool, man. It's it's a throwback to, to true soulful music. So he is one of my favorite artists, and that is a, a great album. So check it out if you haven't listened to it. And it came out, I believe it was, and I can't remember the year. It was what was the name of the uh, album? Mid eighties, I think it came out. <laughs> Introducing the hardline, yeah. according to Terrence Trent. They used Darcy. to, used to the live. It, it was, it was, eight, it was eighty-seven. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. And then he did another album, and he just. You know, there's certain artists that they have that one home run album, and it's really hard to continue to create. And it depends if you're a writer or you're just a singer. Yeah. I believe he wrote some of, uh, most of his own stuff, but uh, that was a, an album that is just really kind of a, a hidden gem that I don't think a lot of people know about, especially people that are younger that didn't grow up in the era we did. So I'm gonna do that. Absolutely, I'm gonna, check do that. It I'm out. Probably, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, YouTube him after we finish this episode. Um, <laughs> Okay, Terrence Jen Darby, that's your number three. Yeah. All right, so my number three, I'm still on the R&B front. And one thing about music, one thing, it's, the cool thing about music is a lot of times you think of certain songs and it just puts you back to a place or make the, it makes you think of certain things or where you were at that time. So with me, uh, number three, mm-hmm. my number three album is Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. And uh, when this album came out, yeah, I was living in New York. I oh, was wow. living in Brooklyn, New York. Yet. So every time I hear certain songs from this album... It just takes me back. I remember I was riding. We were. I was with my friend. It was like three or four of us in the car. We were in Manhattan. We were going going to. I think we were going to hang out in Manhattan or something. Going out to going to uh, hang out in like Times Square or something. But um, we were playing Donnell Jones, and that out really cool. That one has uh, you know what's up? Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's up? What's say what? Say what? Say what? You know? Yeah. And Lisa left that Lopez uh, mm-hmm. off of TLC was in that out. Yeah, that's on there, and then that's one I of my favorites, that. and then where I want to be. Um, Shorty got eyes on me. That's one of my favorites off that album. And um, uh, have you seen her? He kind of redid. Uh, have you seen her? It's um, <laughs> it's kind of the name of it. I think he didn't he didn't no. redo it, but it's it's kind of. I'm thinking. I'm sure yeah. he got the title from from the shot lights because I love the shot lights. But that album, yeah, that album was done. That's um, cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was done very well. And um, I, I just every time I hear it, I just think about. The year 2000, actually, because that's when I lived in New York. And I think that's actually when it came out. It either came out in 2000 to me, it came out in late 1999. But um, it's, it's just so, I think that's so cool when you just hear certain songs um, and you, it just takes you back to certain things or makes you think about certain things. Like we got married, me and my wife, and um, we played, uh, what did we play? We played, we danced to that uh, Justin Timberlake song, um, Until the End of Time, I think. Yeah, so we, so you know, when you hear, every time I hear that song, mm-hmm. I think about that. Me and my wife, I my that. wedding. I, ne- I, mean, I never thought about it before, but you know, after you, you know, you know, you think it's funny how music does that to you. So with um with this album, that's what I think about. Just New York just pops in my head. I was like, man, you know, I just I, I love the music. I love the songs in there, um, and it just takes you back to when I was in NYC chilling up at BK. <laughs> oh, definitely. 
No, they play that song. With Man, I know. I can. You, and you still, you can. I mean, like time. that song that you play now, you still would people still dance to it like to this day. That's how you know a song's good. It's like twenty years old. You you throw it on like that, and then Usher had you know like no, the Usher song. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw those songs on now, people still dance to this day. So that's how you know you got a hit, man. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Another artist that that I always think of when I think of Daniel Jones, another one that, uh, not to get off oh, topic yeah. here, but I always like Joe. Yeah, he was Joe's an R&B type. guy that I like. Man, yeah. Joe was another one. Super talented. Yeah. Okay, so that is your mm-hmm. your spot, your number three spot. So moving up to number two. So number two for me is another another 80s album. I just think that era had a a period that it went through. There was just so many albums that are, whether it was Michael Jackson or Don or Whitney Houston or George Michael, it was just an album and hard rock bands. There were so many different genres that just incredible albums were put together. So in that era, there's Mm. one album, another one I think is kind of underrated is the, The Police had an album. Mr. Sting had an album in the 80s called Synchronicity that was an incredible album and just held up to this day. And the, the most popular song, oh, I love that song. From that is every breath you take, which I, <laughs> she's right. which my wife refers to. <laughs> yeah, she's right. Song. You really listen to it. It's like, I really did. I'll be watching you. Okay. Yeah. So, so it is true, but it's a great song and it's been sampled in hip hop. So it's obviously a, a testament to versatility and what, how well respected that is. And Sting had another song um, on there that was great. The whole album is incredible, but wrapped around okay. your finger. That's another one. If you have a chance to listen to that track, it's one that doesn't get as much play, but and I'll, I'll actually I'll message you that those two after that, the one by Terrence and this one, I think you'll you'll really enjoy it. And so that is my number four. And Sting's another one that he obviously is with police had great success, and then he reinvented himself and has continued to make great music over the years and just some really unique stuff and changed his sound and has definitely been relevant through the decades. And that's one of the hardest things for artists to do is to stay consistent to keep that creativity and continue to ch- connect with the audience that's always been fans, but then to have, you know, the younger, newer generation follow you too. And I think that's when it's really cool when you can do that as an artist and several age groups uh, really. Yeah. I like that song. Steve's got music. Roxanne, you don't have to put on a red light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. police is police is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like Steve's voice. He's got, he's got a cool voice. Yeah, I, I really like, absolutely. I like listening to people's voices. It's kind of weird. Not necessarily just singing voices, but just people's voices in general. Um, you know, when they talk, and I like I like his voice. I like Adam Levine's mm-hmm. voice a lot too, uh, from Maroon Five. And um, I, I'm just into oh, voices. Absolutely. I always my my dream job was going to be uh, you know, the guys that um yep. premiere those movies in a land where that's I was like that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. Right? Yeah. Angelina Jolie, no, Tomb Raider. That's, that's what I wanted to do. I know. <laughs> I thought I'd be good at that. I was like, no. I have to watch the movie. I can just get paid a lot of money and no, sit around and preview movies and uh, voiceover, voiceover work. No, people make a ton of money just for, for your voice and uh, not in, in movie voiceovers, but yeah. the guy that always did boxing events and wrestlings, let's get I ready know. to rumble. That guy, I forgot how much great. he gets paid for that saying that one great. phrase. He's made his whole yeah. career out of it. I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> That one That's talent. cool, police. So I got number uh <laughs> for my number two. I'm gonna go a little bit of poppy for you. I'm gonna go with uh in sync. I love in yeah, uh no strings attached. That's oh. their second 
album. Go. Their first album was uh, self-titled In Sync, and then the second album was No Strings Attached. I think that No Strings Attached came out like in 1999. Mm-hmm. It might have come out in 2000, I think. It still thinks me. I, I think about New York, too, when I think about them, because it came around around the time when I lived in New York. But uh, Justin Timberlake's one of my favorite singers. Um, he's been around for a long time, man. They came out because Instinct came out like like '98. So, um, uh, bye bye bye. You know that's the the biggest song I think off the album. Um, but my favorite song of this album is probably is gonna be me. It's yes. gonna be May. Yeah, he's like, now you they got those memes up. It'll say it's gonna be May M A Y. They'll have a picture of him up there. But um, that's my one of my favorite. And then uh, number seven, No Strings Attached. That's the title track no strings i like that a lot but i man this is it's a it's few albums that i like every single song on the album and this is one of them. i like every song on this album because i mean i can i don't think people can say that a lot as far i mean not not you know not truthfully and say i like every single song because i mean I, i'll have hardly any albums that i like i mean on this album right i like mm-hmm. every single song on this album it's 12 tracks one through 12 i like every single one of them and they they they, they redid uh, just got paid for number four just got paid no, Friday I... night that's Johnny Kemp's song from the eighties I think mm-hmm. um, they redid that one they did pretty good on it you know it wasn't as good as the original because you know it's hard to beat an original song you know sometimes it's us beaten but go ahead no for sure they were no I was just I agree they're great they're uh, they're a great band and they they had longevity as well too and then just like going on his own and doing a solo thing and uh, the thing that i was going to mention to you i think it's a, a good choice that when it comes to music i was mentioning before how people look at things being a subject with music and when you come up with top albums or albums that are critically acclaimed the same thing happens in movies if they aren't a certain dramatic category they're not taken seriously and when it comes to music there's a lot of music in the pop genre that that is great that doesn't necessarily get the respect that some of the more i guess different genres and that are more serious theme music gets and and i think sometimes we miss out on on good music and one of the things about them that was unique is i will say it's not every boy band uh, was created equal some of them didn't sound like good live but uh, Justin Timberlake has obviously shown that he can sing live. And one of the things a lot of people don't know is JC has an incredible voice. Some people say even stronger. Have you ever heard of him? He's, got, he's an incredible vocalist. A lot of people don't necessarily think about that because the the genre of music they did. But yeah, they can all sing. Guys, and kind of during this time, they, they it was kind of like the battle voices. of the boy bands. It was them and, you know, the Backstreet Boys and uh, <laughs> and uh, who else? Mm-hmm. 98 Degrees. So they were kind of all battling or whatever. But I think Lou Pearlman was a guy. I think he, mm-hmm. he actually ripped NSYNC off. And they had the same connection. I think he's the same guy that um brought in. I think he has something to do with the um new edition because the new edition guy was the same guy that brought in. He he wanted a white new edition. So I mean, uh, yeah, he wanted he want yeah. So he got he got a uh, new kids on the block. So he was the same guy. And I, the guy named Lou Lou Pearlman. I think, I think he's in prison now. Actually, mm-hmm. he uh, well, yeah, he he screwed them over. He like embezzled money and stuff, and he, he screwed oh, really? over in sync and stuff. And I, I think he's the same guy that's got a connection to those other other guys or those other boy bands, but um, yeah, NSYNC was they did really really uh really talented actually. Mm-hmm. And they can uh, you know they could I thought they could dance really well too, and um their vocals here could sing JC could sing and even in the last one of the, the last album number twelve because most of the I think J- Justin obviously Justin was the lead singer and then JC after him so you don't really hear the other guys sing but in number th- uh number the number twelve on the last uh track on the um album Mm-mm. I thought she knew. Chris Kirkpatrick song. He's like the oldest out of all of them. He, he man, he had some hot. He just got that, that falsetto man. He had some nice high notes because I never really heard him sing. I was like, man, he can sing too. So they all harmonized pretty well, man. They, I was like, wow, they, they so mm-hmm. yeah. 
No, definitely. Well, my favorite song. Well, uh, Gone. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Gone might be my favorite song. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite song from him, too. That's all again. Yeah. That video is so cool. I yeah, know. it was just smooth, smooth ballad. The harmonies, the video. I love that song held up. Yeah, the way it starts, old school. Yeah, yeah, great, great choice for your number two spot. So, down to the number one spot. So, enjoy these conversations. Learn a little more about you and what what your interests are in now. Music. I'm really excited to talk about my number one spot. And and this one of all these here that the other four spots. I was pretty sure about them, but there were probably a couple of choices on each one where I could have been happy with those choices. But on this one here, this artist and this album, it, it was just a no brainer for me. And I, I've listened to a lot of music over my, in my life. I've went to a lot of live performances. So I've seen artists that can really bring it live. And that's how, you know, when you're really good or great. Um, but this artist to me, there's, there's certain characteristics that make a great artist. Some that are, are great vocalists, some are great musicians, some are, are great at writing their own, their own material and then performing, dancing, all those kind of things that go into it. And so to me, I don't think this next artist, there's been anybody that's, even in, in the same realm and people might call me crazy with the exception of maybe a, a couple of people, but my top artist, top spot, I put Prince in there uh, simply because Prince was such a unique talent. Uh, the guy had an incredible voice, incredible songwriter, um, incredibly musician, one of the best guitar players in the world ever. And he, his energy and stage presence was just unique. And so when I look at an artist overall, what they've done over their career, is their music still relevant? I can't think of many more. I know there's a few other artists that are in his stratosphere, but he just was unique for me. And so the album, Purple Rain, it already, Purple for me, Rain. is Purple Rain. Yeah. Uh, to me, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I when I listen to that album, I think of over the years that the music of that album never gets old and the entire album is great in its entirety. I remember the first time I heard When Doves Cry, just the first time you ever heard a, a great guitar riff in the beginning with a piano, which wasn't always a, a thing that happened in, in rock music or even pop or soul. And the way that he combined that ah, with the beats, it go, was let's go, unique, uh, let's, let's go crazy, yeah. you know, Purple Rain. Yeah, let's go crazy. Yeah, you know, right? Uh, incredible. And then, how about I would die for you? I, another one. There's just whole album was just awesome. And to this day, I you know I never had the opportunity to see him live. I wished I had. But those songs and the thing about Purple Rain that shows you how great of a song it is. Sometimes if a song is too long, we can lose our interest. That song's over eight minutes long. And every time I listen to it, it doesn't feel like eight minutes. It feels like I can just sit there and listen to what he's doing musically, and you feel it each and every time. And a kind of a cool Prince experience. I had not seen him, but you know, obviously he died in the recent past. A couple of years ago, you'd mentioned Rune Five, how much you like Adam Levine, and I'm a big Rune Five fan. Also, um, I got to see Rune Five a couple of years ago. A friend of ours, a friend of our family, got us tickets, and extremely good tickets. We're talking right next to the Phallic stage within just a, a couple of feet of the stage and we got to see Maroon 5 and they put on an incredible show and that's another artist that sounds awesome live and the thing that um, not everybody may know is Adam Levine's got a great voice he's a great vocalist but he's also an excellent musician and guitar player and so uh, to wrap up the show they always pick their their in song they're going to do right oh wow so he ended up actually okay. doing let's go crazy in the begin or the for the last song and it's one thing, if you're going to tackle a song like that, you know, we say, oh, that was a good cover. And he crushed it 
he crushed it. But the coolest part about it is he came down the foul stage, which is uh, the runway, and we were within a couple feet of him. And he's playing and he's singing it, and the the whole Seattle is rocking out. And as he gets down there, he That's comes cool. closer. Purple smoke comes up from the stage as he's playing the guitar solo at the end. And then he does, he finishes up with the guitar riff at the end of Let's Go Crazy, just spot on. And everybody went crazy. And obviously, that wasn't even his song, but the energy just went up another level when he was there. So when it comes to Prince, man, he's just there. There's few that I think can can rival him as far as being. Yeah, that dude, he was a beast. He, um, my friend Trevor from Virginia, he kind of put me on the Prince. I mean, you know, I, I liked him, but I just I always thought it was kind of weird. But he, his music was off the chains, man. His, his um, he's got a song called "I Hate You." It's not that I don't know if you ever. It was on the. Uh, <laughs> it, was. it was on the beautiful experience, the gold experience. I forgot the name of that album, but I like that song. <laughs> yeah, it's not that I hate you like a day without sunshine. Yeah, he was a beast. He, I think that song was about Carmen Electra, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, and he, man, yeah. no, he definitely never part of the ladies. They, he had many beautiful women that he was with, and he, he just, uh, and like I said, and the thing about his songs, not everyone, some of his stuff was, was yeah. catchy and had great choruses, but some of it was just different. And musically, like I said, what he could do was very, very unique. And I, and, and the cool thing too is I've, as I've been home during this lockdown more, trying not to waste too much time, but watching YouTube videos and look at different live performances. And I was surprised by how many, uh, people from other bands, individual artists that are kind of legends in their own mind, <clears throat> excuse me, or extremely popular, uh, were huge fans of him. And they had some experiences just when they were able to play with him and, and yeah. just the respect that he garnered yeah, he, from he, um, other musicians. And he did, you remember, uh, really he did, unique. I don't know if you remember, so when he did the uh, Super Bowl appearance and uh, he did, it was so cool, man. He, he killed it. So he did Purple Rain and it started, I don't yeah. know, if it was already raining, but it started raining, I think, when he, that was so, he killed it, man. That dude could play like twenty mm-hmm. something instruments. He could play a lot of instruments. First, one time I heard two hundred or something. But I think it was like twenty or thirty something. It was a lot. Yeah, no, he, he's, yeah, he's no, he was unique and not uh, a harp on this anymore. Because I want, I'm excited to hear your number one spot. The other thing that's kind of unique is to show you how good of a guitarist he is. Is but this was some years ago, obviously when he was still alive. Is they were doing a, a tribute to uh, George Harrison of the Beatles who had died, and one of the, the famous Beatles songs is "While My Guitar Gently uh, Weeps." Uh, he normally they a uh, number of different artists got together like Eric Clapton and Tom Petty and and a number of different artists to collaborate to to perform live his music. Well, in this particular performance, Prince was visiting, and so he didn't even know the song "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Or he'd heard of it, but he didn't really know it. So they sent him a tape, and he learned it quickly. And when he showed up on the stage, they had no idea what he was gonna do, and he he was in front of some of the best guitar players ever to play. And he did a solo that still today it's viral. If you go on YouTube, you'll see Prince play it. And it's just <laughs> it's stupid how good it is and technical. And he didn't know the song before. <laughs> and he made it his own. That's cool. I love yeah, Prince. It's, it's, it's cool. All right, so I'm going to so give you my number one. Um, yeah. But like I said, it, it my, my, after I give you my oh. number one, I want to get, I got like what two is for it? honorable mention. Because, you know, like I said, it, it's just, it, this, it can, my, my top five can change easily. But kind of on the same room as you, the only person that could really, uh, well, I mean, he can only the only person that can really rival Prince is you already know who it is, but my number one is uh, who you think it is. Yes, definitely. 
MJ, not Jordan. Even though, Jordan. MJ so, even, though from, even though Jordan's yeah. the goat, but I guess that's a that's a yeah, that's a subject for another day. But <laughs> yeah, I picked Michael Jackson, <laughs> um, and I picked uh, wanna be starting something. Uh, that um, um, actually, I think it's a this is a Thriller album. Oh, yes, yes, it's the Thriller album. I want to be starting something. It's that's the, probably yeah, one of my favorite album yep. um, songs by him. But anyway, this is a lot of classics on there. I don't know if it might. Is it still the top selling album of all time? You know what? I thought some of the surpass it. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I, I think that it. I, I mean, think something did surpass it, but I'm not 100 yeah, sure. But that yeah, the girl is the gone girl is top of the uh, list. He did that one with um, the Beatles guy. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Paul McCartney. And then of course, Beat It was on there. Beat It, Beat mm-hmm. It. And Paul McCartney, Billy Jean, Human Nature. Human Nature is a really good song. And Pyt. Yeah, Pyt. So. I picked that for my number one, even though, Incredible. like I said, it, it can I can go so many. It's just it's it's so hard for me because I like him a lot, but I wanted my I have a couple I want to give you for my honorable mention, and to me, my favorite singer of all time, my favorite female singer, I love her so much, is Mariah Carey. I love Mariah. I love. She's been out since like nineteen ninety. She came out with Vision oh, of Love, Mariah. man, and I just mm-hmm. dude, she can. Her her octave it was so high. I, remember I don't know. Heard I think it. Yep. probably messed her vocal because she she now she can't really sing that well anymore. But I think maybe it, it might have gotten her. Maybe her octaves got her her voice her vocal cords got messed up. Maybe because she could she all oh all those years she just hit those super high octaves. That's the one that I can come up with. But I love her so much, man. She's got so many songs. She's to me she's the goat. Can't can't nobody mess with Mariah Carey, man. Nobody. I, I love Mariah so much. Yeah, and, I, and I, that's why I couldn't. I was like, man, I should have, should have put her in the board. I love Mariah, dude. I, and I, but I wouldn't know where to start because she's got so many albums, man. She's got, she's, she's got. It, it, the cool thing about her is she, she, the way she titles her albums. She's like one, one is called Rainbow, one is called Charm Bracelet. Those are just the title of albums. <laughs> I'm like this lady, man. She's, she's so cool. E, mm-hmm. I, I got a new saying because one of her albums is called E equals MC squared. So I say if E equals MC squared, then MC equals equals GOAT. She's the GOAT. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was inc- she was incredible, man. That was a, just a, a un- unique era. I remember the first time I heard Vision Quest. And then there was another song on that album that I like even better, even though Vision of Love. I remember hearing I Don't oh Want to Cry. That I remember I, thing, first time, I love acoustic guitar. First time I heard that song. Need. When she yeah. saw that album, she had that choir in the back, man. She kills it, dude. Love Mariah yeah. Carey, dude. I'm, no, she yeah, was my, awesome. I had a lot of female I, artists. I'm a guy and cover I'm, that in another, I'm a uh, Carey fan. Absolutely. In another, uh, another, another segment, another episode. But I had them. Yeah, the no, other I, one I wanted to mention was Earth, Wind, and Fire. I couldn't. My dad, you know, when I hear Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think about my dad because my dad, you know, growing up, my dad, you know, it's funny how you listen, you you grow up, you listen to certain music, like, and then I'm sure you got your son Adrian listening to certain music. So I got my kids listening mm-hmm. to stuff, you know, like the stuff I grew up on. So when Earth Wind and Fire, I think of them Temptations, things like that, because that's what my dad, you know, that's what he grew up on. So Earth Wind and Fire, man, like my kids, they love that song September. I mean, they like the Trolls version, that cartoon movie, the Tro- Trolls. They did a version with Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick singing. Do you remember the twenty first night of September? But I mean, it's really, it's really Earth, Wind, and Fire song. But um, my kids, yeah, were, they, yeah. <laughs> my kids love that song. 
Yeah, they got Maurice, that. Wh- and then, uh, White. They got Maurice Reasons. White. Reasons. We get, we get that high note. Yeah. And they got so many songs that I love, man. Let's Groove. Um, mm-hmm. I like After the Love, too. After the Love is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Another classic. Adrian's Stop. been, you know, my yep. five-year-old. He's hooked on Shining Star. He'll start putting that on and he'll sing it. And play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and a, a cool side note is uh, I know, obviously, where we live in the Northwest, I know, and actually a friend that worked on was one of the engineers on their albums those albums it's pretty cool got to meet him over the years no longer in oh, our area cool. doesn't live that in the cool. area but actually worked on earth wind and fires albums and stuff so it's pretty cool hearing some stories yeah yeah absolutely no that's a great era for me and i, I like your honorable mentions there like i said it's, you could probably change out the, the top five perhaps and other ones that yeah. work for you in there and for me it was tough too because there's so many different genres of music that i like and artists and you know i listen to everything as you know everything from nat king cole to the beatles to r&b marvin gay you know marvin gay was one of the artists that i i probably would put on there my couple honorable mentions oh, were uh, uh, one of the best albums ever was what's going on by marvin gay that album was just uh, incredible and timeless and his own material and it just and the the lyrics and the music yeah. are they've stood the test of time and they apply to our day and just great the other couple of albums I, I agree with you michael jackson I, I thought those on there and um, i don't know why i didn't put them and i, I think maybe it was just to settle with the controversy even though i have my opinions on that i probably held them off but i'll tell you this um there's never been you know, when I say Prince up there, you know, Michael is right up there with him. That's not a disrespect. It was with Prince. I mentioned that just because that he played so many instruments. He did so many th- new things, but there was nobody that brought it like Michael. And but I will say this as much as I love Thriller and I thought about it, the entire album is, is great. Oh, yeah. The other honorable mention that would be mine for Michael would be Off the Wall. To me, that up uh, that album still <laughs> to this day don't stop to get enough rock with you. That's, she's out of yeah, my that's, life, and that's I the mean, only that thing. On, after I mean, I know it's kind of a side note, timeless, but I mean, it's kind of off topic, not really. But when that thing, you know, that documentary came out on him, man, dude, I couldn't listen. I mean, I couldn't listen to his music for like mm-hmm. for a while, for like a few months actually, for a while, because I got my own opinions on it too, and. You know, I'm just, I'm basically, the thing with me is I can always, uh, it took a while for that, this particular thing, but I can separate the person from the music because most of these, you know, you know, I think most of these musicians and stuff and even actors and stuff, most of them are just, you know, they self-centered and probably just not good human beings. You know, I don't want to say all of them, but a lot of them are. So I can, in their personal life and all the stuff they do, I I definitely separate that from their music. I'm like, I love their music. I don't know them as a person. I don't want to know them. But I do love the music. So mm-hmm. with him, I definitely had to do it. I, I mean, honest, I couldn't do that. I could not listen to I think my wife still can't listen to his music. And, you know, we weren't there or whatever, but I just, yeah. No, no, I understand. And you're a parent. I'm a parent, too. And that that's, we've had discussions on that. That's you don't go down there once you do that. And uh, yeah. and obviously, you know, like there, there's two sides of it. And there, there's people that think there's innocence and, and uh Obviously, it's a, a a tough topic for people, but um, like I said, as far as his music goes, he was a, an incredible musician, and um, you know, yeah, that they had. I heard they had like a little robbery thing going on too. Him and a prince. The test of time. Um, and I saw Quincy Jones talking about it. They they were supposed to do a song together, mm-hmm. 
Actually, but then Prince Prince didn't want to. That's why it didn't. They didn't get it done because Prince didn't want to do it. Yeah, I heard about that. So they, yeah, yeah, they had a little rivalry, and I think I'm sure it was real because um Prince was man. I don't know. He all those he was super talented, man. You know, and I don't know. I think he might be a little higher than MJ. You know, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. I mean, as far as dancing, of course not. But if a dude can play that many instruments and stuff, it's hard to beat that man. He was just a great. He's a great performer, man. He was just. He's weird. He was. I always thought he was weird too, but he just. Yeah, he, was awesome. he just said. And one well, the thing about him too is he, you know, it's one thing to be high energy dancing, but like he could stand at the mic, do a song that's a ballad like "Purple Rain," not be moving at all, and just still have this energy. Um, one of the last performances I actually saw that somebody posted on the internet on YouTube, I think it was, is he was. I love Lenny Kravitz, performing man. with Lenny Kravitz. And Lenny Kravitz is another artist I love. Uh, another Ooh, incredible, that, that song yeah, he's got, uh, insane play. Like, Tell me, just, mama. Uh, puts on awesome uh, shows. Dude, and I forgot. So, him. Oh yeah, it's called "Thinking Thinking of You." I love that song. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah his mom was yeah. another side note. His mom played on the Jefferson. No, that's another great Lenny Kravitz great mom. track. Yeah, his not not uh not uh Florence. Actually, her name was was yeah, oh, Florence. She was the neighbor. I didn't know that. Didn't she know. was Willis Willis's wife. That's his mom in real life. She died. Yeah, that's Lenny Kravitz's mom. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He made that song about her. She's in the videos. Oh, I didn't know but, that. Um, I didn't yeah, another side mom. note. <laughs> Very cool. No, his music is awesome. And, and Prince beast. jumped on a stage the with him and performed guest perform. And you know, Lenny brings energy every night. And it was just it was just interesting to see Prince wasn't even trying. You could tell he was just trying to kind of be on the side a little bit, play along with them. And just, you just he had this energy. It was just really unique. You'll you definitely got it. after we're done with this. I'll text you that or message you that. You gotta check out the the Terrence Trent Darby, that one okay. song, and then check out while my guitar gently weeps, which was originally a Beatles song, but they did it. They did a tribute to George Harrison of the Beatles, and it had other legends on the stage. And Prince basically crashed the party. He made that guitar performer. cry, didn't he? he, and he, did he did like Carlos said that he made it just, cry. Make that guitar yeah. cry. Yo, he made it cry. Yeah, look, look, look at the face on the other musicians' yes, face that are incredible guitarists in their own right. So, I think you like it. <laughs> okay, my friend. Well, my, my back, we my made back. it through. Naked, no back. injuries. Our, our second episode. Look for. Now we got to. <laughs> we got to go back to to the drawing board. See what we're gonna do for episode three. So we'll talk about that, and we'll look forward to getting back at it next week. Uh, stay well. Peace stay out, guys. safe, everyone. And uh, thank you for listening.